0: Let me introduce myself. Let me introduce myself. So exploring space right here. Positivity giving you vibes right here. You need a rundown run down, run. I'ma give you facts. Live a calm and down. I'ma holler back. I'm so zealous. So, so zealous. It's Papushka, baby.
1: Hello, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Sexplore with Popushka. As usual, you know, you know what I do. I bring international guests in this space. Today, I struggle to secure this celebrity. They're, they're just, you know, the biggest thing in Rwanda, the superstar of all superstars. I mean, talk about events organizing. This is the person, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and binary folks, anybody listening, I introduce to you. Oh, drum rolls! I don't even say your name. Introduce yourself.
0: Hi everyone! Guess who? Fred Waka. Hi everyone! I'm very happy to be here finally with you, Papushka. Yeah, been it's been a long time. explore, and I'm glad to actually be here on your platform. This
1: is the first time I'm hearing your French accent. It's very strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a exploring. Selbst- oh and come bonjour on. Bonjour and croissant. Oh, just anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Fred. <laughs> what are your pronouns for the purposes of this podcast?
0: So um, I'm not really into pronouns mm-hmm. personally. I will say that I'm a gender non-confirming person, mm-hmm. but um, she, he, they, them, whatever, it, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, uh, good. As, as long as you know it's you, you feel comfortable and you know how to use it, and mm-hmm. as long as it's not really um used with a bad intention you know if you say uh, if you call me he with the intention of like degrading me or you know mm-hmm. making me feel some type of way then we have a problem and all that but i'm really comfortable with you know every pronouns depending mm-hmm. whatever on goes whatever goes i'm really comfortable and if that's too hard for you fred can do
1: okay so wow. for some of us who don't know you who is miss miss rocker as i would call you <laughs>
0: Miss Raka that's,
1: Raka babe I know it sounds cute. cute I know it's
0: cute I
1: just invented it It's patented you're if you the use it, you first person pray.
0: You're actually the first person Who called me like that So who am I? Um, first and foremost I'm a Rwandan a Citizen I was born and raised in Rwanda So I'm a Kigali
1: Kigali babe so. Babe
0: You know a Master of the city but, uh, yeah, and um, I am an independent activist. An hey, independent activist. Yes, mm-hmm. For the LGBTIQ plus community, and I work with Kigali Pride Initiative. Mm-hmm. And um, they're uh, they the ones that we've been bringing you, Kigali um, Pride Celebration, mm-hmm. uh, the first queer film festival. When, when was that? Oh, that, was in, uh, that was in June. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, the three-day uh, black queer film festival oh, every night. I think the room was full of tears was black. Yeah, it was really interesting movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then panel discussion for people to like talk, relate, and all that, and learn. Uh, yeah, and then apart from that, I'm also a business owner. Oh, uh, yes, director, <laughs> madam CEO. <Yeah. laughs> Yes, I have an event agency called So Glam Events by Fred Wacker. So Glam. So Glam. So Glam. Oh, yes. okay. Is so it Glam? glam. Oh, it's, everything about me is glamorous. You know Clear. that? Yes. So yes, and I do basically uh, weddings, I do corporate events, private events, social events, and all that. Okay. Okay. You
1: know. okay so if you're listening and you want to promote our babes here, eh? so Glam.
0: Ring my phone. What are your
1: Instagram handles?
0: Yeah. Mm. So, my private Instagram handles are Fred underscore Raka. And uh, for the business, is um, a second, is um, actually Soglam Events underscore by FR. By FR, by Fred Raka. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, today our topic of discussion, Raka, is um, growing up gay and fair. And my first question to you is. <laughs> when did you find that when was it an awakening for you that like, oh my god i'm different okay
0: um hmm i don't know i mean i, I think i've always knew i was different to mm-hmm. be honest because uh from a very very young age i was um let's say from home or from like you know the the, the people people really love me and don't bully me. It was always like, oh, the cutie boy, the mm-hmm. you know, whatever, the sweet boy, and I was born the in innocent. A family, yes. yes, I was born in a family uh, full of uh, wonderful women. Not only my sisters and mother, but like the family in large, it was mm-hmm. always women. Mm-hmm. So I was always in the middle there. So was, you know, um, I think I was already a little bit feminine, but for them, they didn't. Um, they didn't take it like that or expose mm-hmm. it like that. I think for them, it was really much normal. And then, you know, growing up, going to school and all that, I was, you know, called Chavakoga uh, my whole life. Chavakoga is like a sissy ball. Oh, it's like a way of bowling, but you know, in yeah. Africa, we don't really bully. We are used to the way way of like life. It's part of life. It's only when we grow up yeah. that... Um, we realize the effects that it has had on our life and all that mm-hmm. uh but i think from and that's from like a primary one that I course called like that. also i was always feminine to be honest mm-hmm. so yeah i grew up like that i grew up pretty much always feminine. so
1: at home it wasn't an issue how far would you go do you cross stress? would you was it you're talking you're walking um,
0: so at home it was it was never an issue. It was never an issue at home or in my family growing up. And how far would I go? Not really that far, to be honest. You know, I was okay. I was one boy in the middle of two girls, two sisters. Yes, I was feminine. Sometimes I would play with their, you know, makeup or you know, cloth or shoes, my mother's shoes or whatever. But it wasn't um, it wasn't too much, maybe to the extent of them drawing some sort of attention to it or whatever. And I was not the kind of also boy that would, you know, dress up like that when guest comes and go model or whatever. But I remember my aunts coming and be like, oh, it's you, you're going to make my makeup and whatever. And my mom being seated there, everybody just, you know, kicking about it and, you know, me doing me. To be honest, it was really never a problem. And I remember it was never a problem because when I came out to my dad, and uh you know when we were talking and all that and i was like how come you because him his reaction and that was a like that was like a 22 years old maybe or 21 and uh i was dead family i was like feminine feminine you know and kind of that was was starting... epitome
1: told of your family <laughs>
0: uh, yeah like i was really kind of out already there a little bit you know not really cross-dressing a lot but yeah and for him it was like i'm totally surprised I'm like, what and you're surprised how i mean, daddy, he's like, yes, I'm totally surprised. I'm like, when I asked him about you know growing up being feminine and all that, you never saw it and all that, it was like, no, I mean, that's how I know you,
1: like, he thought it was just you being you, yeah, I mean, exactly.
0: So, that's how much it wasn't really a problem at home and how normal it was, to be honest. It's just like the outside, you know that will draw more attention to it and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, me growing up, having information, recognizing that I'm different and all that, and knowing that I'm, you know, growing and starting to to, to, to learn about yourself and starting to, like, pick up a secret mm-hmm. that, you know, is building up, is building up, is building up.
1: So she said he was surprised. So how did he take it all, the whole information? How did he process it? How did he accept you if he did? Mm-hmm.
0: So... um when i first came out um it was really um how would i say it was he was not accepting but he was comforting me Mm -hmm. sort of because it was it was quite an emotional moment for me all my sisters all my two sisters were there as well so it was kind of emotional for both i mean for all of us and for him as well and I think in that moment for him, he thought I was struggling with something. Not mm-hmm. like, a, he didn't think like, well, sexuality is a disease, but mm-hmm. he thought like, you know, I'm Something caused
1: you to be here. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm probably going through something in life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it was emotional. It was tears. It was all this. It was all that. It mm-hmm. was, you know, he really listened. And he was he was really more... Uh, like providing more love And comfort I remember him telling me Like stop crying Go to sleep It's gonna be fine mm. We'll talk about it I'll help you I'm gonna be here for you Blah 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 You know oh, How sweet Because I remember One of his questions mm. Was like uh, What was it? It was uh okay, Don't do facts No 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 <laughs> Not really uh, Not really But close to that <laughs> It was like Okay are you like Homosexual And also like Practicing homosexuality ah. Or You are it's just your like feelings, feelings yeah. and stuff like that. That's you know? a tough question. Yeah, twenty-one <laughs> boy. I was getting down like
1: <laughs> I was doing it all, you know.
0: <laughs> and then I was like, listen, when you're delivering stories like that, to be honest, to people that love you, sometimes they think it's very important to also be considerate, even mm-hmm. though you're also going through your own traumas and whatever. But you know, they say hurt people, hurt people, and yeah, it's yeah. it's not because I'm hurt that I have to take on that opportunity to like put everything on the table and mm-hmm. just make it hard for him. So, of course, that time I didn't say yes. <laughs> I don't think I said no as well, but I, just made, like... I was just surrounded <laughs> to just make him feel comfortable. So, he, he still had hope that in some way or the other it's like probably thoughts or feelings or, you know, because of how feminine he is he thinks that he's really uh, yeah, it's he's not a thing. It. Yeah, because he was like, you know, I know feminine people, I've known feminine people, they're married, it's not because you're oh, feminine no, really. that, mm. that you're yeah. gay, like that means nothing, like mm. I've never knew and blah, 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 you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And
1: I think that's also another misconception. People attribute being femme as a man to being gay. There are many, a good number of Heterosexual femme guy. Okay, some of them ah! uh,
0: yeah. I
1: can't.
0: I yeah. could see friends' face. Okay. What? <laughs> right? There's no thank god there's no camera here. I but listen, I, I understand that men and I know like a man that has some femininity and some softness to to him is you know it's nice, it's sexy, and everything. Like I will take that anytime. But uh like, yo, when we talk about somebody being feminine, feminine, <laughs> like, you know, somebody like me being straight, hell <laughs> But <laughs> um, okay, there's a thin
1: line. There are those who are femme, could be queer, but they're suppressing it and they're forcing themselves into the heterosexual space and they're denying how much they're not. And you know, and it's just a strong face for them. And some end up coming out very late. But there are some that are just generally feminine, but they like girls. So, but we leave that there. <laughs> Yeah, let's leave
0: that there. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be <laughs> you know, but, you know, throw, you know, judgment. You're not to throw judgment. I it? mean, you know, being a feminist and every, I mean, I mean, being a feminist and activist and mm. all that, like, you know, you have this feeling like, oh, you because you learn and all that, mm-hmm. you in these spaces, different spaces, inclusive mm-hmm. spaces, you get in a place where you don't want to be judge and you want to... Mm you know, accept everything and every differences and all that. Right. But, you know, we are all human beings. Sometimes it
1: contradicts your personal thoughts. Exactly. Feminism and exactly. your personal opinions. Yes. So
0: when it's just too much for me, I just choose to like... Mm, Have you ever seen them Someone is telling it. you they're straight
1: yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, and extremely fair?
0: Yes. Yes. And the back of my mind, I'm like, no, you please buy. <laughs> and... Yeah. And I think with time, I realized that... Uh, they were actually gay because i think we're even talking about it right before we start like with the random community really being down low and really being like uh you know acting straight and all that blah blah, blah. like it's the same thing you know even yeah. people like who are visibly queer sometimes it's not that easy for them to to, to accept it, I guess. Yeah,
1: true. I would say mine is the same because I like, grew up pretty firm and it was I was surrounded by women, you know, my aunties and all. I had no sisters, but my aunties were all around. And for them it was comfortable. And they found it funny, actually. And we even watch soap operas, this um this Spanish and whatever soap operas. And there's always a gay guy somewhere <laughs> in these soap operas. And they would just call me the names of, you know, these gay guys in the soap operas and whatever. And for them it was okay because I'm just a kid and whatever. I I'm sure now if I came out to them, it be like, how? And I'll be like, Really? Hello? <laughs> the writing's been on the wall. I mean da-
0: out there? them. Mm-hmm. No, okay.
1: I'm not. And here I am in my like, podcast. <laughs> However, I think at some point in my life I was forced to, to to go the masculine route. Um, one high school was tough, man. High school is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could you say there are benefits of you being firm in high school?
0: Hmm. You want the real tea? I want the real tea. I want the real tea?
1: I mean, Hmm. Yeah. So you're giving me the real tea. Like, uh, what was what was the experience in high school like?
0: Ask the question again.
1: So, so what are the benefits of being queer and femme in high school?
0: Okay, great. So, um okay, one thing first of all, every queer person has a different story. Let's make that clear. Oh, absolutely. And not everybody go. Um, has the through, same has the same hmm. story and go through it the same way. So I have a different story to be honest. And mine is not really sad or hostile, really. You know. Yeah. Um, from like being young, from being um in high, I mean, a young adult and all that. I really never met. I really never been in a position where I was, you know, dangerously or you know beaten or stuff like that so things like that did not really happen to me in high school and then I was lucky to go in you know kind of uh, you know like a Francophone sort of high school first when I first started and um, the school was still very new and it was uh, mixed school so boys and girls and it was kind of a good crowd of students to be mm-hmm. honest and it was not really strict like that it was a school with different activities fun activities really and i would say that i was i, I was meant to be a star <laughs> <laughs> So you <laughs> a very long so i was you know still famous famous in school <laughs> i had my older sister so immediately like You know, all the boys want to be friends with you. Because there are benefits, yes. Because you have a sister in school. And, you know, stuff like that. And personally, my... Just even my whole life, I really had straight friends all my life, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Until, like, after high school. When, you know, I started being myself, really. And they started walking away. But all my life was really straight friends. And I was really having a good life with them. Really? really Shocker? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... um, and, yeah, so in high school, it was totally, okay, okay, little moments of being bullied here and there, but, you know, you get over it, you're a famous kid. So, you... in
1: short, it made you unique. It didn't really yeah. make you yeah, like, yeah, a, like yeah, a bad yeah, fan boy, yeah. sexy yeah. actor, whatever.
0: And, uh-huh. yo, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I was, and I was really still very, you know, tiny, ah, I'd like cute, blah, what... <laughs> blah, and really feminine. Uh-huh. And, yo, uh, the <laughs> fine boys in school, they were like, those who can't get the girls they're like Freddy's close. I mean, look at her; she's. Free. I mean, even those that were getting the <laughs> finest girls in
1: school, they're like, "Uh, uh, Freddy's among the top." Uh, I was
0: the main chick. <laughs> I was the main chick in the dormitories, <laughs> and it was but, boarding. Yeah. yeah, it was. I was always in boarding school, and and we all know what happens in boarding schools. To <laughs> be honest, and uh, for me, thank God. Uh, 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 i was safe i mean there's so many ways i could have died there <laughs> or being exposed or mm-hmm. having like uh, some dramas that would have turned into uh, like traumas my whole life or just ugly experience said with involving my parents or whatever and everything like that did you not know, happen i remember seeing like a lot of you know same like gay guys like me or feminine boys like me in the dormitories being like caught doing some mm-hmm. stuff in bed and you know like it, it would be the subject in the mm-hmm. dormitories and or in the school and all that and that never happened to me and Ooh, it was did big, you have sex in high like, school okay. ah! <laughs> I lost my virginity in high school wow
1: so that's oh. right and you can see they're so smiling, they're just so happy when they're talking about this. They had
0: fun. I will do exactly the same if I go back. If <laughs> you go back with exactly the exact same with Yes! The, with the exact same people. Uh yeah, I'll just remove a, a few of them, a few maybe. Of them. But but yes, but I will I will I will do exactly the same and thank God who protected us back in high school, yo. No loop no (laughs) condom, nothing. What were you using? I don't know. (laughs) Vaseline. Lotion. (laughs) You didn't even have lotion. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. We had lotions and vaselines and all that. (laughs) And then it's just horrible, you know, just losing your virginity without... I mean, even straight people go through it. Like, I know girls go through it, especially girls that don't have this kind of conversation with their parents Mm -hmm. or elders and it happens to them. So imagine now the gays that you know even maybe back then okay maybe we had the internet but we didn't we were still young and we didn't know how we can actually browse mm-hmm. and find this sort of uh information and all sure. that so it's just an it's just something you have to go through by yourself you know and imagine if you are just unlucky and you had bad experiences or start, bad things comes out of it diseases or whatever so it's just it's just a sad thing. Why are you yeah. ever sick in high school? No, surprise. Be- Wait, be- <laughs> the gay gods are protecting the- you. This is God. The gay God has been protecting me for life. Yeah, seriously, that's why I'm saying like I was so lucky and um, because there's
1: no loop, there's no corner, there's no
0: nothing. There's and- no nothing. There is not even even the the, the tiny. Okay, we, you know, let's say in high school, maybe like in all that's like S one, S two, S three. Of of course, you already know, you'd like. STDs exist, mm-hmm. of course. You've studied it and everything, yeah. but at that moment, I think you only believe it, even for like heterosexual sex. Very true. You very know, true, yeah. you, you there is not even a minute that you because nobody to talks think, to you about we are queer. Uh, STDs, queer yeah. yeah, nobody, like nobody, like I don't know.
1: It's, okay. it, it's, yeah, I'll say, uh, for me, the experience is a bit different. In primary school, um, oh. probably from. Primary six to primary eight, that's when you're getting into adolescence. You're probably in your teens, 11, 12, 13, Uh whatever. And the boys are getting a chest and a voice, and they're very excited about girls. The girls are getting their periods and whatnot, so they're also Mm -hmm. excited about Mm -hmm. that. And there's just a lot of hormonal changes and everything with people. And it's so easy to notice the gay ones, because they're never excited about things others are excited about. You know, the boys are chasing the girls, and me, I'm like, no, it's you, the boys, that I want. So for me, I would say in primary school, I was an island because you know the boys are there they're excited they're thrilled about girls and everything the girls are also there getting their menstruation and getting their hips and their boobs and all that and they're excited about you know boys and all that but i'm just there i'm not playing with the boys because i'm not manly enough for them and of course i'm secluded from the girls because i'm not a girl yeah. so it's just that kid eating their whatever food in a corner somewhere while the boys are playing football and the girls are doing what girls do so it was pretty lonely oh. i think growing up gay and fair makes you compensate because you have to get respected otherwise mm-hmm. in the list of men you are a low kind of man you are below there so people have to respect you for something i think for you it was just probably the glam and you know the uniqueness and maybe you're good at what you did so people mm-hmm. had to respect you because i mean hello you have the quarter sister you hurt yourself and a lot was going on probably
0: yes maybe and also i would say that I had still, I still had, like, I had a lot of girlfriends, like, I had girls that were my friends, and by mind you, like, in high school, I always had girlfriends, like, mm-hmm. I always had a girlfriend, like, love, girlfriend, mm-hmm. love, 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 yeah. so it was even confusing for everybody, yeah, I was, I, I was the feminine straight guy, I know, <laughs> yeah, I, I was the feminine, uh, the, 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 feminine, uh, feminine straight guy, because at the end, uh, I wasn't playing football or basketball or whatever or with the boys like that, but I had my crew of boys, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much very straight, but I was also very friendly with the girls and I always had a girlfriend as Mm -hmm. well. So I think I was just easily blaming in, like that. Okay, and maybe I was giving good sex to some people, ah! and they would talk to other friends. Are like, oh, and protect? Oh, no, I'm sure they will not. They would was never, cause they nobody.
1: nobody. Exactly. Nobody so they were just protecting you some questions too. because they know I'm gonna get it tonight. Oh yeah. Was there a schedule Did you guys have like a schedule of when you're gonna have sex? So how was it working? Shut. Don't <laughs>
0: details. We want the tea. <laughs> <laughs> we want the tea. That's the dark side <laughs> of my life. I mean, no schedule. It's bedtime. Yeah. To be honest, it's just time. And yeah, when everybody's going to sleep. And mind you, I've been to three different schools in high school. So every school, it was different, Mm -hmm. depending on the school rules and everything. And how just I was growing up and probably making better decisions, Mm -hmm. ish-ish, you know? (laughs) But uh, yeah, no schedule, really. Mm, Okay. Bedtime or, you know, when you can just sneak out probably of classes, get in the geometries when everybody's studying, maybe you know mm-hmm. so yeah almost like that
1: okay interesting um for me in high school i would say my compensation was i i realized because I, I had nobody i was skinny as far probably 30 20 kgs in high school a 25 kg person in high school i was very tiny so i noticed like okay of course the men don't respect me i don't have the physical body and of course i have a lot of feminine traits my voice is low i had hips. I, as thin as I was at some so I don't know where that came from anyways. so I realized ah the best way for me to survive is be a leader. So all my life that has been like my comfort for most of the time. like in high school I was a student leader and then with leadership comes you know, respect. so you can't respect me because I'm fair, but I'm, I'm, your, I'm your prefect. I just feel yeah. like Fred and maker. I got to the deputy principal's office period. <laughs> so it worked for me because I got into leadership and I was protected and
0: mm-hmm.
1: people are forced to respect me. however, the shift for me came in in uh, in university because in high school there's a bit of protection from your friends and whatever. University is vile. Of course, people do their own shit, but I was a student leader in university. As a student leader, you're at a spectrum. Like people watch you, people magnify you, and it's very political. It's oh, a reflection wow. of the real world. Mm-hmm. So I was. I started also as a class representative, and of course, as a class representative, people you know you are in the spotlight, because people want to sabotage you a lot. So I think I was forced to suppress the firmness and have girlfriends, and the beauty is, of course, as fem- a femme person, you understand ladies more. Mm-hmm. I think there's that thing. You connect to ladies better, you understand them more. So there's a lot of connection with ladies. So in campus, I was, you know, as I was saying, the, the straight femme guy, like, people don't get, it, like, what does he have? Why does he bang the hottest chicks in town? It's because I speak their language. I speak their language. So, um, and that's how probably I started training myself to now join the men. And because what statement talk about is ladies. Have you know statement talk about girls a lot? I know, and they're always wrong. I know.
0: <laughs> so yeah,
1: they're just serving their friends. Of I know they are like oh, girls like a, I want you to hit it hard and whatever. They like big you know, just very. So the straight company was not doing it for me because I'm like I. I have to sit and talk about nyash and boobs and alcohol and football and no thank you. So it's easier to connect with ladies because, you know, someone is telling you, like, hey, I'm thinking of buying this, what do you think? I'm like, no, 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 yellow does not look good in your skin tone you try this. And I'm like, oh, okay, take me to the market and all that. Mm-hmm. So slowly by slowly, because now um, I was fighting it, like, you're suppressing the feminist and you're suppressing how you're dressing because you are on the limelight and everything. So it forced me, you know, to start working out and start, you know, practicing how to be a man and how to talk. I got yes. my base very late, probably in university. In high school, it's just like, hi, my name is Kapushka. But then in my, school, my voice started coming, my beer started coming later. I was like, okay. I never had this voice. I never had this voice. I had a very soft, subtle. No, no,
0: no,
1: no, no. Wow. Yeah, people called me cartoon for the more I had a cartoonish voice. Can you keep quiet? I'm in the noisemaker's list. That oh was you know. So now how was your university experience? When you finished high school, had a lot of sex and probably no,
0: your I used to say a lot of sex people. <laughs> so how was uh for you university life? So I don't have the same experience because mm-hmm. uh, I would say that uh when I when I, when I first uh when I finished high school mm-hmm. I started working immediately. Mm, okay. So, yeah, working, girl. working girl so um Yes. So uh, my, I did my university online, so I didn't really have the same. Fully online. Yes. Wasn't me. that boring? Uh, I was working. Oh, makes sense. And so you're making money. money. I know when you're earning money, and I you're I had my speaking. first boyfriend back then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell yeah, tell us your like... experience. How did you bug your first boyfriend?
0: Can we not talk about no, this?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> we want tea. No.
0: <laughs> okay, you had your first boyfriend then. How did what?
1: How did you bang your first boyfriend? What's the story? Like, how did you get your first boyfriend?
0: Oh, okay. Online to Facebook. Ooh, yeah. Juicy, uh-huh. Yeah, because listen, it's it was in two thousand probably fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you get a boyfriend 2015? It's true, I know. <laughs> So, it was on Facebook, and Facebook was really giving. Instagram, I think, was still really, really new there. Mm-hmm. So, Facebook was uh, giving, and then, yeah, I met him online. He wasn't living here in Rwanda, but he was African, mm-hmm. um, living in Europe. And then, he was visiting a few months after, and then, yeah, we were together for three years. Oh. And then, yeah, that was... Just that.
1: like your college, your boyfriend was online as well. Like, you, it was a long-distance thing. You
0: know. My college boyfriend?
1: No, like, just like college, because college as well, you did oh, online. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was online. (laughs) Everything was online. That's why I'm a freak when it comes to my freedom. You know? So um yeah, that's it about a boyfriend. But yeah, you know, I was I was still, you know, I was twenty years old. But yeah, my university I I was, you know, I was studying online, working, and that's when I was really developing and being, you know. Who I really am, like my sexuality, my gender, what I like, what I don't like, changing friends, mm-hmm. all of that. So, yeah, I was busy like that, becoming more feminine. Not like, I wouldn't say, <laughs> would say becoming more feminine, but becoming comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because remember, all my life when I was feminine, I had this, this thought that, you know, when I grow up, it's going to change or it will end. Mm. I didn't really believe that by 18 years old I'll still be feminine yeah, like was how that thought that it you know you're grown yes. you're out of high school how are you still feminine it's not possible mm-hmm. so I always had this feeling that it will probably definitely end and um yeah by the time I finished high school it was still there. Mm-hmm. I remember that's when I broke up with my last girlfriend of like you, know, you had like, a girlfriend mm-hmm. ah! I still had a girlfriend did you have straight <laughs> sex um no
1: you're like, oh my, I'm saved. Right? Yes, no, I'm like, saved.
0: <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. Uh, So, I never really, I never, okay. Hmm. Huh. Putting all my business out there. Yeah. I, I never really <laughs> had sex with a girl. But back then when I had girlfriends who would do like everything apart from sex. Like, Were really what are you getting hurt? Yes. Oh, okay. Straight and man. I really, and I really loved her. Oh, okay. I really loved them. Mm-hmm. Like, I had like, in, like two maybe. Ah! like you know not at the same time of course yeah but yeah I really it was really it was, it was really genuine and and I really felt like yeah I'm gonna end up with a girl at the end of the day so mm-hmm. it was serious but I think like when I finished high school um I had already you know not only met you know boys at school but also out of school you know mm-hmm. it was then I was 18 years old mm-hmm. I was I was already going out a little bit so you know I had another life outside. And when I finished high school, I was like, you know what? I think I need to make a choice. Because mm-hmm. like, where, where do I feel? Yeah, because I'm not really a cheater like that, and mm-hmm. I think I've, I was like, I'm, I cannot continue with this girl or any other girl, knowing that I'm having another life, you know, mm-hmm. with guys. Mm-hmm. So I really need to choose like who, am I where am I going to, to be? And that's how I ended up choosing like, you know what? I'm going to really just concentrate on guys. Mm-hmm. and that's how i stopped you know dating girls and all that and started you know you know dating guys and then you know just growing being comfortable and then not being more feminine but just being comfortable mm-hmm. more comfortable getting more information meeting other people of the community you know internet social media all of that you know made yeah. me grow and all that yeah mm-hmm. and then as you grow and be more comfortable uh, you know that feminine side that you've been hiding putting down and all that it just comes True. out and you, you start naturally. embracing it mm-hmm. you know yeah mine was the
1: opposite i think i i successfully suppressed it until i was an alpha male at some point and then i was like you know what it never it never goes like it, i think it's good i i found a balance for me you know when am i dora and when am i daniel you know what works for you for me yes. <laughs> and when but I think the switch was important for me to grab a job because, and we want to go to that now, mm-hmm. fame in the corporate world, how does it work for you? Because for me, my first interview, it was an acting interview and I went when I was probably 17. And this nigga just looked at me, he's like, are you a man or a woman? Like, are you a boy or a girl? Like, what the fuck? Like, how are you talking? Why are you talking like that? So I'm like, my name is Isaac and I'm here. And he was like, no, what the fuck is that? Can you get out? He was so rude. And that was the awakening for me. I'm like, oh my God, if I want to be an actor, I have to, because I can't act female roles. Because, you know, in high school, we had plays. And it was an all-boys school. So I used to do the female roles, and I was so good at it. But in the real world, there are women to act the female roles. So if you want to be an actor and you're femme, nobody will choose you to do the boy roles. So, you know, so for me, I wanted to make it in the acting, whatever, industry, whatever. So I couldn't make it as that. So I had to train myself to be a man. Like, I remember
0: oh, yeah.
1: my audition was a kissing audition. Do you know, so I was supposed to kiss this girl, and I raised my legs, and I leaned forward. So, I what? leaned forward. You know the way girls <laughs> do it, I need yeah. to see it. What? So girls... Guys, I'm literally demonstrating now. So, normally when girls are being kissed or whatever in the movies, they're like, ah, and then they raise their leg
0: like that. Yeah, did you so do I that? I was
1: auditioning, and then I was kissing this person, and I raised my leg and I leaned Then this director was like, what the fuck? What, what? what the fuck is that? And I'm like, um, I don't know what that I was. Know. And I'm like, get the fuck out. So, I didn't get that job, and I was like, oh shit. So that was the awakening. I'm like, oh my god, Dora has to go. She just has to go because I'm not gonna bag any 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 jobs. And even in so I, I someone trusted me and gave me an acting job, it was a set book, and the role was very alpha male. Like he was a soldier, he had to be like masculine and strong and whatever, mm-hmm. and you had to wear these army suits. So I'm there struggling because the film is clearly visible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the director's just like I And there were also a lot of love scenes and kissings. And I was like, there's no chemistry. There's literally no chemistry between you and the the girl I was acting with then. So uh, I just got back home and I was like, oh my God, if I want to make it here, I have to change. And, you know, I would watch tutorials and, you know, how to be a man. And, you know, how do you talk? How do you sit? How do you pose? And what, what not? It was a struggle. It was a struggle. Yeah, but I felt it till I made it. And uh, it was easier for me to navigate the corporate world because... The corporate world can be tough, you know, if you're fame in the corporate world, unless yeah. you have good fathers or something. What's your experience now getting a job? You know, you are yeah. in campus and getting a job and now you're fame.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's really hard to, it has really been hard for me to, up, up to even now, because, you know, at, at my age, I'm still in that process where, you know, I'm still trying to get different businesses, get, you know, different jobs and all that, you know, really trying to make it in life, mm-hmm. you know and be secured so the process is really really not easy as a fan person and in africa in rwanda to be honest and uh for me like i told like i started working straight after high school and yes i've always been fan, but yeah i mean i'm not always dressing like the way people see me on instagram mm-hmm. like you know i have jeans i have, <laughs> Do you you have, know, trousers? I have trousers i have shirts and whatever <laughs> yeah. and i have suits and all that and i'm very comfortable in them and i feel like i look good in them too so back then uh, back then i was really wearing them like when i was looking for jobs so i secured my first job with no problem around that it was really great was it physical or online it was physical Uh, but in the office
1: the firm would be seen was there anyone talking about no really and
0: it was even a field work wow Mm -hmm. interesting Uh and it was okay and my boss was Kenyan, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was delivering, and he really, really liked me because I worked in that industry for so long. Mm-hmm. It was a social and research. Mm-hmm. And I worked in that industry until, like, last year, you know, on and off and all that. But, yeah, and it's because of him that, you know, uh, I could be who I was because, you know, he really just took me for who I was at my job. So it was, it was, I think it was okay. And then, um, you know, I also worked uh, in a call center for a long period of time, like almost like two years. At the beginning, it was very okay. Also, my employers were uh, Kenyans mm-hmm. as well. Your team so is Kenyans. I think so, right? <laughs> Your husband should be Kenyan. Yeah.
1: Kenyans, are you listening? <laughs> There's a baby. You know, I
0: never had a Kenyan boyfriend. Really? No. Shocker. And you've been to Nairobi, similar. Yeah, and I've had good moments. <laughs> But terrible <laughs> ones too. Really? Ah, you know the people there <laughs> that you'll <laughs> we'll get to that juice. <laughs> so um so uh the, the, so the the call center yes. part, so um yeah, it was first my employers were first Kenyan, so I did that, it was really okay. Um of course the the team, you know, you know call centers how it's a very huge, you know, team. Whatever yes, I had yes. friends on the you know, just I, just how I am in just the society in general. I have people I talk to. I have people I don't talk to. Not because I want to, because sometimes they just don't want to talk to me, or you know, the vibe is not vibing. You yeah. know, and the energy is not there. So it was the same, but um, that contract, uh, the call center contract went to indians so we were employed by those indians like the whole team yeah and those indians had random employers like employees Mm -hmm. and like the hr team and now everything was random Ah. so we switched to this new uh, program system system and all that the work is still good i remember even got promoted uh stopped doing call center, I went into social media, work, whatever, but for a telecommunication company and all that, it was really great. And then I remember that call center, you know, call centers and social media, whatever platforms like for customer service, you don't meet clients. Exactly. You're really like in the back, back, back of the office Mm -hmm. and all that. So the dress code was not really it. You know, we didn't really have like a dress code, whatever, but you knew it's office and whatever, it's respectable, whatever. And you know, we work in the weekends too. So I remember the weekend was really flexible. People wear shorts, people wear like vests, whatever, and including the HR team. Mm -hmm. I remember and, you know, I've all just, you know, my stylish ways whatever like, <laughs> during the week. Okay, fine, I'll wear decently, but it was always like, you know, there's a touch of something, there's a touch of something, <laughs> and it's pretty much good and I've always had like big bags. I had like masculine bags, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like like I'm carrying everybody's shake wearing, like, But, you know, and as I remember at some point, I had a meet like, the HR called me in. And they were like, it was a weekend, I had shorts on and a t shirt. That HR guys too had a short on and a t shirt. Uh-huh. The only difference my shorts, I looked good and sexy. <laughs> and he looks horrible. Because his shorts were under like the knees I don't think coach, I don't think... and big and it was shabby, like whatever. And mm. my shorts were, you know, just upper the knees, like you know cool decent <laughs> whatever it was not a body short yeah. it was you're okay and a t-shirt and whatever and like you know you cannot wear like that at work and whatever and he was just talking to me the whole time i was like and he was not he was the assistant hr so it was not the hr hr so i was like me be impolite and whatever or what so i just kept my mouth shut but from that moment i just didn't see it the same way anymore mm. Because already I had my feelings. Because this, the the pay was not the same anymore. The Indians don't pay like that mm-hmm. very well. So the pay was cut. Everything. So it was kind of whatever. I They're just giving events. you. And I was pay. like, but, and when i arrived, I was like, you know what? This is a reason for me to leave. Because if he's starting like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure he was going to do it again and again and, and you again. the limelight. And, you yeah, know, and, and I like know. know Colors yeah. you no know, purple. you don't accept purple in the office. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm very good at my job and everything, and I don't want them to start, you know, taking it against me and everything. And I remember I resigned, you know, I was, but I knew I still had another job. I was gonna be fine and everything. So I resigned, and then since then, you know, you know, I kept, of course, applying to, to doing different jobs. But since then, I started really seeing like I. Felt to get a lot of jobs that actually deserved Mm -hmm. because of how it looked. Mm -hmm. And trust me, every time I went to those interviews, I was not like in tight jeans or whatever. I had like a suit on, a Mm -hmm. shirt, uh, uh, just just like like a a, a a tie. tie. Like, yeah, but you know, the face and hips don't lie (laughs) and and the expression (laughs) and all that. So I know, (laughs) like, hips don't lie. Yeah, and (laughs) I know that I felt to get a lot of jobs because of of that or people who already know me and all that and yeah to the extent where i was i started really being like um an independent contractor i started really just being really independent and not you know searching not for jobs for like that yes and then doing my businesses and all that so yeah it's it's really grow out of me like the thing of really seeking for jobs like that i still do mm-hmm. but i'm very also um, cautious about where uh, where am i i'm not just i, Looking I don't do anyway you know, not no, no, no. what's the work culture at, yeah the work culture mm. I always look at you know their values. How they see. You know they, t- they, they 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 give importance to minorities mm-hmm. and everything. Because at the point where I am in life, I want to be just comfortable and accepted mm-hmm. the way I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You're be not like, changing for yes. Anymore. And I understand. Like I understand. We are in Africa. Whatever. I understand that sometimes I have to take it a little bit down. Whatever. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want them to make it like a mask or an issue, you know. It has to come from you. Exactly, I need to know. Okay, I'm going to meet like even now in my business in the event business. I meet different clients every time. Mm-hmm. Like every time, I, uh, you know, I meet families and everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have like I'm like yes, I have to dress down everything. I'm not gonna remove my braids. Mm-hmm. If I have nails on, I'm not gonna remove my nails. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do like the like the minimal for me to be decent and appropriate in front of you, but I'm not going to change myself or whatever for the check or whatever. So even for the jobs and everything, every, I'm just, you know, every time I'm trying to be really considerate where you're going to apply to what organization and yeah. Who do you want to work with? Who do you want to work with? Um, in,
1: in your events organizing business, have you had a client who's turned you down because of the expression? Or maybe they just, everything was going well. And then you met them, they're like, ah, oh, we've actually
0: changed. You're not doing the event anymore. Not not really, mm. but I think there is like two that I suspect of that. Mm. But I don't wanna think about it too much like that anymore because mm. I know what I deliver and I know mm. how good I'm like how good I am at that. And sometimes yes, even if I'm losing the money, but I'm also like my you're bad. Mm. Like Because if, I'm if sure, you run my yes. services for the first time you come back. So I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm also like you're bad. I'm sure like nobody will do it the way I would have done it. So buy but yeah and uh and yeah i think so but then i think another positive thing with my looks and whatever my queerness in the like the industry i'm doing it's also really interesting because it's just one like those things like events, fashion, yeah, true. and you know, it's also like portrayed to be like the gay people thing, you know? Mm-hmm, so uh, sometimes it's... it's also like you it know makes weird you talk that, like talk about exactly. a queer event like is the organizer. Exactly. <sniffs> Not even like a queer event. Talk about fashion,
1: talk about yeah, yeah,
0: like let's say like the fashion industry. Let's say you have a straight um person coming for the interview and a gay person. You will tend to go for the gay person course, because like absolutely. oh the gay's are best. Yeah. It's the same thing for events as well. Mm. To if, yeah with, so i'm like sure, a wedding. Like, someone if yeah. i was female I was gay my wedding. exactly but, you know. and i feel like to me in my like it, it works really well for me because even my clients really feel i feel comfortable and they really like they're very comfortable like if, when it comes to wedding like oh like the brides i've had sometimes they're just like listen just trust you mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. or they just really really like my job because they're like there are things you're thinking about that we mm. and we didn't know. And you give or whatever. an insight, yes. And thank God, like, you're, like you, like you know, I can see how my queerness is, you know, is, a, is working. A plus uh, exactly. So, yeah.
1: Now, I want to go to you being firm and family. Are there situations where maybe your family has told, okay, we're going for this wedding, but we need you to be, to dress different? Has it gotten to the point you have to suppress yourself? For family events and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, no. They, um um. Well, I haven't gone to a place where maybe we're going to for an event or whatever. And my dad or somebody in the family is reaching out to be like, Oh, we're going here. So, please try. No, because I feel like... It would be wrong to say I'm well-behaved. Because if I, when I'm family, it doesn't mean I'm not... Well-behaved. To True. Like, being yeah. fair is not... But behaving I badly. would say, like... I know how to um, to do things or dress according to where I'm going and mm-hmm. all that. So even in my family, whatever, maybe for those that have me on social media, you know they've see what they see, but they've never seen me like that. Like yeah. So there's a perception spaces. they
1: create of
0: yeah. So mm-hmm. they cannot just tell me like that that because every time they've seen me in family spaces. They haven't seen me in what they've seen on online, instagram man. so why are they coming to tell me like that thing you know have you had
1: like family members who are like uncomfortable around your queerness and maybe their children because of course maybe some follow your online yeah. and like oh queer. Uh,
0: yeah so um the way mm, the way my family is at some points like Okay, it's not like, I don't want to say like everybody minds their business or their children's business and stuff, but we not we don't have, like people are not in each other's children like business yeah. like that. And, you know, so I don't have like uncles or yeah. aunties Who or cousins like, that I got yeah, What they be, see
1: on Instagram. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. And again, I don't think if, I don't know if it's only about my family, but just even in general in life, even friends and all that, I think I have a strong, probably, personality or there's something to me that probably not chase people away or make mm-hmm. them not even fear but they're just like um, comfortable like
1: just vibe
0: like how are we going to address this to fred like mm-hmm. i really mind my business like that i'm really like and they just see me like changing changing, changing. Like they don't know how it's coming where it's coming from mm-hmm. or whatever so i think also for them they're like they're just like we're not in the right place to actually talk to this person mm-hmm. or, or judge about oh yeah him. and a lot of people sometimes think i'm rude or mm-hmm. whatever so i don't i've never like i don't know why but mm-hmm. some people are just afraid really like i know like i don't know when it comes to my family but to my friends i know like a lot of people don't not my friends but not only my friends but people that know me mm-hmm. they don't want to they always feel like i'm not um in Kenya, we say "I'm I'm, I'm proud. Mm, Kwidata, yeah. yeah. So I feel like they feel like I'm not, you know, like whatever the they're great Yeah, like so feel like you put yourself in a different class. Yeah, they feel like they're not going to come talk to me like mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. or I might abuse them. and like, I don't do that. Yeah. But it works for me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good. If it can, it can keep you guys away from <laughs> me. Fine. Uh, stay there but yeah i don't know and i've never really been this kid uh, or growing up that had the like, troubles really growing up like stuff in the family where you know family members need to be involved scandals or whatever so i never had really family members like that in my in my business whatever so yeah, so even growing up, it's not like they folded up. Oh, you studied, you did not study, you did that, you did not do that. So, like, I don't feel like they feel
1: different. That it's right
0: for them to come to talk to me like that, really. What about hooking
1: up? Have there been challenges as a firm guy hooking up, especially now we talked about Rana being be very down low, yeah. like extremely down low? How does it affect people approaching and you hooking up
0: and making genuine connections with people? so first of all I'm I've been single for like now I think I've, I think I I've stopped counting <laughs> I stopped counting was four years wow well, yeah and and why it's it's not because there there is nobody out there who wants to date me or who is even proposing to date me they're out there but probably it's not the people I'm looking for mm-hmm. at the same time and um and i don't want to like you know change what i'm looking for just for the sake of what's available i'm single mm-hmm. and what's available mm-hmm. and i remember at some point maybe after like two years i started thinking about it like okay maybe fred it's a, something is wrong about like, with you maybe you have to change something like what is it really and i remember like just quickly just quickly after Sorry, excuse me. So um quickly after thinking about that I remember just this thought coming to my mind and be like, There is nothing about wrong about you, Fred. There is actually nothing wrong about you. And these ideas of really understanding really like how I am, how feminine I am and how it scares away like the like branded men, you know, like really like listen, if I'm looking for a feminine fellow guy here and run there, that won't be hard, <laughs> you know, but that's not my type, that's not what I'm looking for, like, my type is, like, alpha male, like, straight-looking guys, um, who are comfortable who, with who they are, maybe not, like, out, but you're comfortable, right, so uh, you you're not out because you don't, that but you're okay, we But can, you're okay. Yeah. You can go we're going, Paris, you can yeah, talk to people we, we go to dinner, yes, yes, uh-huh. we, 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 dinner, we hang out, we probably live together, you can hold my hand like you comfortable, period. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't want to talk about your business, mm-hmm. it's okay. But you're comfortable, so that's my type, and that is not available here. Mm-hmm. Which macho, straight-looking <laughs> guy here in Rwanda that is going to be like, <laughs> okay, you know what, I'm going to love this femme guy, nobody. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. They really, I'm, I'm sure, and I've met some people who are really interested in me like that, and who are like, 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 what you're like, looking for? Yeah, yeah, but they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable, and what would work for them is for me to change, mm-hmm. tone it down a little like bit. if you're coming to
1: visit me, please be masculine. Like, yeah, oh, it's not or need.
0: even just leave. With them in like the closet, mm-hmm. not really put our relationship out there. Mm-hmm. Or and putting my the relationship out there and not talking about like putting it on social media and everything. i no, like, about, introduce like you me, to me friends, yeah, then. exactly. We like this go out is my boyfriend. Divorce, you know? And exactly. And vice versa. Like you introducing me to your friends as well. So no, like they cannot um in, I mean, I have the word in French, it's assumé. It, it's, assume. it's mm-hmm. when somebody like takes responsibility. They're like, I love this and I'm gonna be with this. Mm-hmm. So there are people out there in Rwanda, like gay guys in Rwanda, like who are gay or whatever, bi or whatever, who are loving people, like femme guys mm-hmm. like us, but they're not ready to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me personally, I know there are some out there that are very comfortable with that. Some guys are very comfortable being with guys like that. But for me, it's i I cannot, mm-hmm. I really cannot be comfortable like that with that situation. Mm-hmm. So because of that, um, dating is hard. It's really hard. It's really hard mm-hmm. because what I'm looking for the way they want me to be I It's not you know I'm not accepting. What's the yet. worst you've gotten? What's the
1: worst like experience? That somebody just forced you to change. Or, or they just implied that they want
0: you to change? In Rwanda? Mm. Uh, have I given them the chance to?
1: <laughs> or when you smell like this one is not the way they, they, they are talking.
0: Like... Oh, okay. There is a guy. <laughs> uh, tea
1: times. So there is this
0: guy. Because I really just had two relationships, by the way. Yeah, I'm really relationship-oriented. But... Yo, it has to be not perfect, but it has to be what, what I'm really looking for, mm. and what you're looking. for. You won't for. go into a relationship you know, for convenience, And And you know dude, this gay thing of three months relationship thing—that's not my thing, to mm. be honest. Because if it's that, it's I'll have fun. it every time. I know. You know. But I'm very comfortable being single and having like, you know, open, fun relationship with people that we have. You know, open conversation, be like, you know, we just like the sex or the moment or the affection but we're not dating, period I don't, I, the three month thing, six month mm-hmm. thing, no no no, it's not working for me, so I don't actually do that mm-hmm. but um, I remember there is this guy, it was really really great like everything I, I like about a man mm-hmm. older, everything everything but yo we did not even have this conversation but I knew he really liked me, I, I liked him too mm-hmm. but I could just see it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere. Because this guy went, one thing he was already, he was in his 40s, mm-hmm. like early 40s, but you know, very si- single. He never married a woman. Mm-hmm. So very single, in Randa, you know, independent and everything. Like Very good looking guy, everything. But there was nothing, not, even up to today, no option of him coming out. It knows not a conversation. It is day. not a possibility. And me being uh, 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 there as the, uh, the queer Lulu, that you like <laughs> oh, one day he will change that. I to change me. for you. Mm-hmm. You're not the Lulu. <laughs> I'm not the Lulu. I I thought about like for some time. I was like, maybe let me hang in there. You know, as, you know. Let's as, see where it goes. As we're thing. having fun, let's see. You know, but after I was like, you know what? Let me run before I start. You know, the feelings start really being serious, strong, mm-hmm. strong because yeah. Yeah, and it was sad because you see somebody likes you, you like them, but, yeah, the, the, they are just too hard on themselves or they really just made their mind already. And I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. Everybody should live their life the way they want to live it. But, yeah, there is that. Why, why are they comfortable with going out with your dinners and stuff? Why are they not? Were
1: they comfortable going out with... Oh, the, this the particular, particular guy?
0: guy Surprisingly, yes, but towards the end. Uh, so I think it was something that I was... You yeah, drifting away. I, I was drifting away. So I, I remember we went for like one time for breakfast. So <laughs> <laughs> that man I slept over his <laughs> Yeah,
1: clearly. So going down
0: <laughs> So we went for breakfast one time. And I remember one time we went for dinner. So... So yeah, but still, yeah. but I know like, yeah, people here. I I remember even losing my, my 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 straight friends mm-hmm. at some point, Though they, they were, they didn't want to like go out with me because everybody that they would see like that would see them with me. They would be like, "Oh, you, you guys know? are fucking, mm-hmm. you guys are are dating," and all that. And sometimes they were really not the truth. Sometimes it mm-hmm. was the truth, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But sometimes it wasn't the truth, and and you know these friends. Because I have these straight friends that really, you know, stuck and, you know, they are still in my life mm-hmm. and they really Sweet. love me and everything. But they really went through that. Mm-hmm. And there are others that were just like, hell no, we, no, bye.
1: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. no, we are not going to be
0: associated with that. You know, Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing now for like the low guys mm-hmm. who are like, okay, we want that, we like that, but I cannot, I cannot be seen with him. I cannot, you know, exactly so there's no there's no public neighborhood our relationship is an in-house
1: relationship yeah you come to my house at night leave in the morning you know mm. or leave fast i'll follow you you can't live at the same time no such things
0: yeah and that's really it's really stupid because i feel like people should just grow like i can go out with my cousin mm. how do you guys know like he's not my cousin exactly we well, you. exactly why would you assume? Like, why would you not let people assume what they assume? Because people do really assume a lot. Like, exactly. I do, and I know. Like in Italy, I know there is a lot of assumptions. Like on me, there is a lot of people I go out with. Sometimes for business, sometimes for that. A lot of people don't know what I do for a living. You know and they will see me with a bunch of white guys in the restaurant mm. they're like oh my gosh she's a, whore. Uh, and she, she, she's a sex worker people, you know these people are paying me money for this job and this job and this really legit so but you guys don't know what you're talking about and i'm not in the moment i'm not i'm no longer living this life of like explaining myself or you know, letting that really go through me and my mind mm-hmm. and make me feel some type of way, oh maybe I shouldn't go. Because at some point you're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't go out with these people. If I go out with this guy maybe it will be seen like this or like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I have friends, I have I have different guys, it's very few times I go on a date, tour. <laughs> so chill. Mm-hmm. So people chill. should just stop. And Ooh. I think also there's this
1: perception that people care, like people minding your business, people don't care, people have problems out here, they don't give Mm -hmm. a shit that they see you clubbing with someone, they're like oh my god, they're fucking or whatever, you know, so at some point I think there's also just that fear of association, Mm -hmm. like if I'm seen with him, people are going to think this, people are going to, I'm going to be boxed into this game, and his friends are going to start talking to me, and you know, it's, now there's also, we cannot not talk about the aspect of sexualizing femme guys, there are people who go to femme guys just for the idea of it, like, how is sex with this person? So you find there are people who treat femme guys as like just a sex toy, especially when you're finding yourself in high school at this time. People just come, they dip, they leave, they come, they have sex just for the experience. And they're like, "Ah, it was what it was." Then they did. Then when they're holding, they look for you again. So, possibly, there are instances where people just come for the sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how do you, have you had experiences with that? Um especially straight and bi guys they like a lot of yeah. bi guys like femme. Yeah,
0: yeah 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 they do i mean and i would say like femme guys or trans you know trans women and all that you know there's a lot of straight people that straight men out there like it's their fantasy to mm-hmm. be honest you know the the, the she mm-hmm. and whatever that's how they call it but um so yes personally yes i've had like people who've, really approach me because of, uh, you know, my femininity and Mm -hmm. everything. Yes, definitely. And mm -hmm, when it comes to sex, you know, personally, I love sex, Mm -hmm. you know, and so far I've been lucky to always be able to, like, choose Mm -hmm. who I I have it it with, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, even if you come with that... Perception without that perception that and believe. fantasy if i chose it it's because i wanted to so i'm okay i have your fantasy but I <laughs> have mine a, too. Exactly. maybe my fantasy is you know your height uh, or you being straight uh, or whatever yeah, true, true. so personally for me it has not really been a problem i guess because i think when when it has been a problem then i've rejected rejected it and because i was not interested because if i was interested um every time i've been interested probably i took it but um i'll say that it's very true that there are people out there that for them it's their fantasy and everything but on the other side it's up to the queer person how to make their choice are they okay with that fantasy because we all have fantasies at the end of the day you know i can be very queer but i want to sleep with uh, cisgender women. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. And people yeah. in the in the queer community or in the gay community they don't understand that. Yeah. How like would a femme the gay guy or a femme queer like being with the uh, with a cisgender woman? Like they will never understand that. But our heads, our fancies and everything is really is really big to be honest. And if you're lucky to I mean lucky enough to be able to explore some of them, why not?
1: So long as you want to, it has to be a choice, thing. exactly. It's not what's available, consensual it's what you
0: want. Yes. choice. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Um, the what does they I'm sure there are also issues around gender roles where if you're firm, then automatically you're treated as the woman in the relationship.
0: <laughs> that part, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: So, there's gender roles and sexual like sexual preference. People automatically assume a femme guy is a bottom mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm going to fuck the hell out of you, period. Mm-hmm. So, now there are femme guys who are verses and then there's also people who don't understand that that you can be femme and verse or femme and top. Mm-hmm. First question, what is your perception of femme tops?
0: Can I first ask you a question? <laughs> yes, please. Why do you think is my role? I know you're verse. Okay. Mm. You know that you're very sure. People think we've be down together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, no, but like on okay. Cali streets. <laughs> Listen, your question. I'm totally okay with femme tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. So for you, do you have people who, when you tell them you're past, they're like, "How? How are you?"
0: Yeah. But so for me, mm-hmm. and I'll say like being one of the biggest issues, like being femme. Mm-hmm. This is also part of it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm already portrayed to be a woman, mm-hmm. to be the one serving. Mm-hmm to be the one bottoming receiving and blah blah and that is totally very wrong because listen if i was a woman i know have been a woman <laughs> like a trans woman and yes. like, i'm not a trans woman i'm a gender non-confirming person i have my masculinity that totally i like i have my femininity that i totally like so at what time are you sure like when it comes to, like my sexuality is not part of you know Mm -hmm. what i prefer Mm -hmm. and what you enjoy as my masculine Mm whatever. so as a femme person i've always 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 been considered to be the woman Mm -hmm. and also considering what you like you like masculine guys yeah yeah, and that's really wrong i feel i like masculine guys because that's me but there is a lot of feminine feminine guys that like fellow feminine guys Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like even for me, liking masculine guys comes out of some traumas and some 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 misconceptions. Because mm-hmm. growing up, you know, you're feminine, mm-hmm. then you have to love the opposite, of blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then it gets it into, gets your, into head. your mind. Like and personally, me, I personally accept it. Got into my head. Mm-hmm. It's really like I accept it. I love masculine guy, but I'm no, and I'm very sure it's not from uh from what I really really love. Mm-hmm. It's just that something that I've built. An because, idea that you've built. Yes, yes, because knowing that I'm feminine and blah, 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 you know, but deep down I think about feminine guys, I mean masculine guys mm-hmm. still, but yeah, still liking masculine guys like my roles, yeah, like you said, I'm versatile, but nobody, nobody will even believe, like some people are tell them, I like, I'm versatile, and like, I'm like hey, <laughs> you. I'm like, one, you don't know my parents? Uh, true, exactly. We've it never was. been <laughs> in bed together, like, how, like, do you know? Or they even feel like, like, they'll just, like, think of the worst things, you no. know, possible because you're feminine and you cannot be, you can't be able to, like, fuck, fuck or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, that's really bullshit. It's really bullshit. And, yeah, it's sad because we don't get to fuck the way we want to. True. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I'm very comfortable. There are very
1: few people would be comfortable. Like yeah, me. I'm very
0: comfortable being bothered, but... I want, my, I want my I want my equal part of mm-hmm. also topping and mostly like topping straight looking guys because that's what I'm into. Really I know I am be into feminine yes. guys, and I'm okay saying it because I'm even okay of somebody telling me he's not into feminine guys. That's mm-hmm. totally okay. Because you your preferences as well. Everybody has their preferences. I'm not gonna be offended with that mm-hmm. by that. But what's not what I'm not gonna do is like portray or tell you what you are when I'm you not like, you, like, you know, deciding for you. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um. Now, finally, in the final part of this conversation, I know we've talked about a bit about misconceptions around queer people, but are there any misconceptions around gay femmes that we've not talked about? There's also this idea, because you see in the US, especially where most films come from, gay femmes were forced to be sex workers. Mm-hmm. So most of the visibility on TV of gay femmes is fashion, you know there's this structure that people have created against a gay like for a gay femme you have to be to fashion you have to be this you have to be to makeup beauty and all that but they're gay films who are not they are feminine yes but they're not into the ideal woman Portrayal. Mm -hmm. So, the first misconception is people perceiving you to be a prostitute or a whore. And Mm -hmm. you're saying that someone sees the white guy, they're like, oh my God, that's why he gets his money. You see Mm -hmm. the clothes he's wearing. He's he's flown to Kenya, so probably someone paid for that. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. don't believe you can be an independent. You're waiting
0: for somebody to pay my flight. (laughs) Tell
1: them. (laughs) (laughs) So, people don't give you enough credit. There's also in a pack of men, people don't consider you as one. I've experienced that when you come out people treat you differently now not the way they used to treat you before now you're treated mm-hmm. as a second class man or a first class man for example i don't know how can i put it um have you had your friends who now stop treating you as a man once they've noticed you okay now they start in The day they'll treat their women like opening for you the door or asking i i, I don't know if i'm making sense do you care mm-hmm.
0: about have, have you had
1: experiences that have made you uncomfortable and now people treat you differently because either you're out, or they now
0: know you're gay, and of course you're femme. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah, I am very out. I'm very out and loud, actually. So yes, people treat me differently, and sometimes it's positive, sometimes mm-hmm. it's negative. I mean, if you're opening for me the door and being very gentle, I will never say no to that, and I will not dislike that because my feminine part loves that. You know. Yeah. So I'm I really like my part, and actually, I do have um some straight men that really are very gentle like that with me Oh, I just feel like good and, your fantasy. yeah and don't actually even do it in public mm. you know and I remember in the past them doing it in public I was like I would like feel bad mm. because I'll be like oh my gosh you're doing it and now people will start thinking like mm. we, we are fucking and whatever mm. and I don't want them to think about that yeah we don't even think about myself but I don't think about that. I'm not,
1: now I don't have that
0: love that heart anymore. So you know, but yeah, they do it, and now that when they do it, I'm like, yes, yeah, do okay, it. Yeah, I hope they can see. The I hope they see. Maybe, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah. Or maybe for example, you've gone out and they will call the waiter and ask, "What do you want? Please get them this." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But again, I, I also have my masculine part also, but because I'm very also dominant dominant and gentle person mm-hmm. so I always find myself like first of all giving way to people mm-hmm. like doing some stuff like no, that no. or like ordering for people whatever but whenever somebody steps in it um, and uh, and can do it and let them do that but um, yeah I mean there has been a lot of misconceptions first of all what I can do and cannot do in bed mm-hmm. you know um, limits you yeah gay people in general we will never have kids mm-hmm. stupid. Have kids if you want to. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, there is a lot, really. I mean, I I, they're not coming like in my mind right now because I feel like we we live around like we live around full like misconceptions, like our Mm. whole like like a family. Some people like it's always like you can do this, you cannot do that, and all that. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I don't like. Yeah, I don't think I'm a man and, and think like I can lift stuff, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me lift. <laughs> don't, no, 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 don't don't, like, don't like, make me well, lift. She says, like, oh my
1: god, there's a, yeah. a cockroach,
0: Please come kill it. Or please carry this for no, me. I can do that. Like. Yeah. The- Changing the the light bulb yes. and all 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 of those it's okay, but like lifting like heavy things like okay, it's the boy in there, please come. Yeah, like, me... I'm like oh, no, please. I don't like... have those muscles. <laughs> You're like no,
1: no, thank no I'm delicate.
0: Handle me with care, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. So in our in our final parting shots of this conversation, I mean, what would be your your word to this young? Queer femme guy listening to you with all these
0: struggles we have talked about and our life like what, what would you no. tell them? Um, I would tell them not don't be hard on yourself because I totally understand you in a world where you're not like from like the day you were born like what you're living it's you know it's like you're living a life that is totally opposite to what they told you you're mm-hmm. supposed to live and. Um, don't be hard on yourself. Don't feel like you have a problem, or you're gonna die, or you know you are doing something other people have never done. Like we are here, we've done that. Uh, don't be hard on yourself, and let yourself grow. Mm-hmm. G- give yourself time. You know, be easy and give yourself time. Really, give yourself time. And with time, you're gonna be comfortable. With time, you're gonna learn. With time, you're gonna meet other people. With time, you're gonna you know do different things that are going to allow you to be very comfortable in your own skin and in your own spaces and all that. So just don't be hard on yourself. And to love yourself and be, be very confident, period. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like confidence and resilience saves you from a lot. True, a lot of bullying, a lot of humiliation, a lot of taking advantage of you. Exactly, exactly. So just know you're worth it. You're here for a purpose. You are just like everybody else. Don't be hard on yourself, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, true. It's really gonna be fine. It's not an easy uh, journey. Spoke like a pastor.
1: I mean, (laughs) it's it's really like
0: it's really not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really not. We have nights like earlier we were talking about it. We have nights we like we've been crying. Mm -hmm. We do this, we do that, but yeah. There's, we there's make it at the end of the of day. Of the
1: day. Yes, we do. I, I think my parting shot to this person would be don't be disrespected because there's a lot of disrespect that comes Ooh, from, mm-hmm. kind, from your fellow men, from your teachers, from your colleagues. Exactly. You just don't accept bullshit. Don't because accept the bullshit. moment you accommodate them, it becomes a pattern. Exactly. They are picking on you, they are bullying you, they are whatever. So yeah. if you own your space, and talked about comfortable, own comfort. Being comfortable, confident, sorry. Mm-hmm. So if you own your space and allow, don't give room for disrespect, then it, people take you as you are. They yeah. do, they don't force you or make you like a laughing stock whatever. Just own your space and don't be disrespected. You know, mm-hmm. that's no. important. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you very much, Miss Ruaka, uh, for coming to the podcast. Me. I hope we'll have you again. When are you coming back to the podcast? You should have you soon. Have me soon. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. No problem. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, are you single and searching? Someone wants yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Please, please. Yeah. Man. Uh, men, go to their DMs. Oh, bye
0: bye did I Go to my DMs. And
1: you're open to traveling, like you roll. Hey, my
0: passport is, is... really ready in It has time. pages. Do uh, not worry.
1: And, and you're you own your own business, you can take breaks anytime. Anytime. Like, you know, I'm <laughs> very
0: flexible.
1: My podcast is a lot of international week So those those people listening in Germany and
0: United yeah. Kingdom, wherever. Just be independent too. I don't want broad <laughs> men and whatever. You don't want to be someone's sponsor. And I don't want to be somebody's sponsor. It's gay.
1: No. Have your own money. You have, have your own you, money you can...
0: and I'll come, I'll come very sorted as well. Don't but, worry. But do you
1: want biblical treatment? Someone just like I'm paying your flight to see you at Sarova.
0: Of course. <laughs> I mean I mean I work. Mm-hmm. I'm very like comfortable now, like struggling for my money and for my life and for my happiness and all that, paying my own bills I'm very comfortable with doing that. But I welcome being spoiled and mm-hmm. I wanna be spoiled if if you're my man, of yeah. course, and you have the means, I mean, spoil me. If you don't spoil me, we'll have a problem. Uh-huh. Because I will spoil you too. Yeah, so yeah, did, so did, did so give a take. Maybe not at the same you know, level, level up, but yeah. spoil me, please. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Yay. Yeah.